Chapter thirty two of Frank Merriwell at Yale or Freshman Against Freshman by Bertel Standish. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter thirty two Ditson is trapped. It don't make a dit of bifference, Frank, spluttered Harry Rattleton. I don't care if you have got his card. That thug lied like blazes. Putnam may be selfish, he may have other faults, but he never hired anybody to break your arm i cannot think he would do such a thing myself said frank but this plug kirby as he is called seemed honest and in earnest he stands ready to identify the fellow at any time then why not settle it by bringing him before putnam this very afternoon that's the way to mix the fatter i mean fix the matter it is a good idea harry and we'll have to carry it out i'll need your assistance you shall have it old man so Frank and Harry arranged to bring Putnam and his accuser together that afternoon, it being the day after the assault on Merriwell. Frank was to look out for Kirby while Harry brought Putnam along to the saloon over which Buster Kelly had rooms. Frank and Kirby were there in advance, and they sat down in a corner, where they were not likely to be observed by anybody who entered. Kirby's face was cut and scarred where he had felt Frank's hard fists, and the tough looked on the cool lad with genuine respect and admiration. I want you to understand that I never gone into dat game if I hadn't been hard up and in a bad way, he said, trying to apologize for himself. Things have been running again me, and I've been on de rocks for a long time, and I didn't know how I was ter make a hole any easier than by breaking a kid's arm. It weren't no killing matter, no how, and so I took der job. I never expected I was to run up again anything like what you are. If I had, why, wild horses wouldn't get me to tried it. My enemy knew enough not to meet me himself. That's right, and now I want to get square with him for steering me up again anything of their sort. What you're going to do with him? Break his neck? I've not decided what I shall do, but I shall not lay a hand on him. You won't? No. Well, I would, if I was in your place. I'd tump ter everlastin' stuffin' out of der bloke. That's what. If it is the man whose name is on the car that was given you, I shall be sorry for him, for I've always believed him to be a white man. And you'll be sorry. I will. Well, you're de funniest cove what I ever saw. Arter ye had knocked der wind out er me, ye stayed around ter see dat I wasn't hurt too bad when anybody else would a kicked me into their gutter and left me. And now you say that you'll be sorry for a dear fellow what hired me to do yer? I'd like to know just how you're put up. I can't help being sorry to know that a fellow I've considered white and a friend is crooked and an enemy, if it is to prove that way. Say, young fellow, I likes you. Dern me if I don't. If you ever has anything you wants done, just come to me and I'll do it if I can, and I won't charge you nothing. Thank you, smiled Frank, but I do not fancy I shall have anything in your line. While we are talking, though, let me give you some advice. Turn over a new leaf and try to be on the level. You will find it the best policy in the long run. I think you're right, and I'm going to try to do it. I always did hate to work, but if I can get any kind of a job, I'm going to try it once more i don't know why it is but just being with yous makes me want ter do their square ting 
Frank might well have felt pleased that he exercised such an influence over a man like Plug Kirby. The door opened and Rattleton came into the saloon, followed by Old Put and Dismal Jones. Come on, Kirby, said Frank quietly. Here is the man we are waiting for. Putnam had halted near the bar, a puzzled look on his face. And Frank heard him say to Harry, What in the world did you drag me in here for, old man? You know I'm not drinking anything now, and as I told you, interrupted Harry, grimly, I brought you in to see a man. Here he is. Frank and the rough had come up behind Putnam, who now turned, and with still greater astonishment cried, What? Merriwell, what in the world are you doing in this place? Permit me to introduce you to Mr. Plug Kirby, Mr. Burnham Putnam. Have you ever met the man before? Old Put drew back, staring at the ruffian in astonishment. What in blazes is this? he gasped. Is it a joke? No joke, returned Frank, sternly. It is a matter of business. Mr. Kirby, have you ever met Mr. Putnam before? Nah, cried the man. Dis ain't der cove what come to me ter do der job. Dis is another feller. You are sure, demanded Frank, with an expression of positive relief. His name was on the card you gave me. I don't care if it was. Dis ain't der fellow what give der card ter me. Not by a great big lot. Well, I'm glad of that, cried Frank, and he grasped Putnam's hand. It is a great relief. Didn't I tell you, almost shouted Harry. Well, now I want to know what all this is about, said old Put, who was greatly puzzled. I'm all at sea. Without hesitation, Frank explained how a person had hired Plug Kirby to break his arm, and what the result had been, how the person who made the bargain had given a card on which Putnam's name was engraved. Frank took the card from his pocket, and Putnam said it was one of his regular visiting cards. "'Some fellow has been working on my name in order to hide his own identity,' cried Put, who was greatly angered. "'Oh, I'd like to get a hold of the skunk.' At this moment the door which led to the back room opened, and Roland Ditson, who had again visited Buster Kelly, came into the saloon. He started back when he saw the little group of students, but Plug Kirby saw his face and hoarsely exclaimed, "'Dare's de mug now. Dat's der fellow what hired me and give me der card. I'll swear to dat.' Seeing there was no way out of it, Raw came forward. He was rather pale, but he succeeded in putting on a front. "'Hello, fellows,' he cried. "'What are you doing in here?' Merriwell had him by the collar in a twinkling. "'Looking for you,' he said, "'and we have found you. So you were the chap who hired this man to break my arm in order to fix me so I couldn't pitch any more.' Well, I declare I didn't think anything quite as low as that, even of you. Ditson protested his innocence, even called Kirby a liar, and Frank was forced to keep the ruffian from hammering him. He swore it was some kind of a plot to injure him, and he called on the boys to know if they would take the word of a wretch like Kirby in preference to his. Oh, get out, exclaimed Putnam in disgust. Take my advice and leave Yale at once. If you do not, I'll publish the whole story, and you will find yourself run out. Go! Ditson sneaked away. End of chapter 32